I'm Jennifer Palmer, I'm the host of Online for Authors. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Online for Authors has come under the management of Visibility Pod. Visibility Pod manages the podcast as well as all of the guest and host booking and communication to get the episodes scheduled, up and running, and posted on to various platforms as well as creating all of our wonderful content. I'm currently a visibility strategist with Visibility Pod and offer coaching. Some coaching is offered via live visibility strategy sessions. Take those in and see if working with Visibility Pod, me as a strategist, is a fit for you. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. This is the Online for Authors podcast. Thanks for being here. Welcome to episode 15. 100 Podcasts in 100 Days with Sean Tyler Foley. An accomplished film and stage performer and has been acting in film and television since he was six years old. He has appeared in productions including Freddy vs. Jason, Door to Door, Carrie, and the musical Ragtime. He is currently the managing director of Total Buy-In. Tyler's a father, husband, son, and performer in that order. Some days he feels like he's dabbled in every industry on the planet, from oil and gas to aviation to film and television, but that diverse experience is what has made him so versatile. Author of the number one best-selling book, The Power to Speak Naked, How to Speak with Confidence, Communicate Effectively, and Win Your Audience. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Oh, it's a joy and a pleasure to be here. Finally, Jennifer, finally. I'm really actually excited that we could make this work. There was this Bell Let's Talk event back in, was that 2019? Yeah, it must have been. That uh, was put on by Connie. Yeah. You you were there as a speaker and with your book? I had my book there. I had given her 20 or 30 copies, just donated to her so that she could sell them and and all the proceeds would go to her society. Then she had me emceeing the speaker panel. So they had those six speakers that were up and I think they had five minutes each. And I was there just to kind of keep things going and flowing. Great to meet you there and mm-hmm. great to reconnect this way you're the whole reason i'm part of this podcasting community called pod pros and now uh, both a host and a guest on Podmatch. it was because i was on social media doing this uh, small business challenge and i was following the hashtag around and trying to figure out who was engaging with a hashtag and who wasn't. I find you with uh, a social media post that is related to a quarterly podcasting event where there's a bunch of expert podcasting speakers coming. And I recently put my podcast on hold because, oh man, I burned out. I burned mm-hmm. out. I launched the podcast in the beginning of last year And by May, it was like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? (laughs) I learned a whole lot in podcasting, but wow. So it was timely. Who who knew? (laughs) Your post that day was going to bring us together this way and spur the podcast again and, and get us connected on all kinds of different levels now. As Tony Robbins says, life happens for us, not to us. Any one of my friends knows I have this almost compulsive need now when somebody pops into my mind, I'll be thinking of a friend. I have to send them a message, whether that's a text or over like messenger or WhatsApp or 
an email, like whatever, at that moment when I'm thinking of them, I need to reach out. I have found time and time again, as you had said, you know, these messages kind of pop up at the most timely and important moments in our life. I am grateful to hear that not only was my post received the way that it needed to be, but that it it kind of triggered and sparked a, a revival of the podcast because I love what you're doing with online for authors. So, oh, thank um, you. I believe in the the divine tap on the shoulder or the what we call the universal uh, pivot or the universal energy that kind of takes us places and and helps us become who we are and and fulfill our intention for this human experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe. Definitely, we're a part of it for each other. Absolutely. I want to talk about so many things, but community, 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 because that, oh man, we have days and it keeps us together. <laughs> I don't know what I would do without the engagement that I'm getting on the level that I am in the community with Podmatch, the people that are coming into my life and dealing with what goes on in a given day without some of that inspiration that I'm getting from all these wonderful authors I get to talk to like you said well, and it's it one yeah one thank you I, I think that's one of the things that I like the most about podmatch for one the uh, founder of it Alex that was always his focus was having the community right so you have the pod pros community that is in support of podmatch and the matching service there there's a lot of different similar services on the internet. I know I've signed up for three or four different matching services to be a guest on various podcasts, but I've never found a service that had more of a community. And I think it's one of the reasons why I gravitate to uh, Podmatch as much as I do and why it's become my primary source of connecting with really good hosts. I used to be involved in a, a really fun group called Achievement Club. Mm-hmm. run by an, an incredible coach and author and mentor, uh, Aaron Sky Kelly. Beautiful soul and Achievement Club it has gone through various iterations and it's really fun. But one of the things that I liked about it is that uh, Aaron would always say that it was uh, a no a-hole zone <laughs> because they just weren't tolerated. You couldn't be anything but supportive in that group or it rapidly became not the group for you and you would be weeded out or naturally th- that group was so inviting they wouldn't do it you would do it yourself you'd be like ah this is probably not for me and and drift off i find the same thing with podmatch where people who are genuine like yourself gravitate to it and excel in it where the people who are there, you know, the me, me, me types, uh, they don't last very long because they're not getting matched very well. They just kind of drift off. One of the things that I love the most about it, as you said, is community and getting to have these fabulous conversations, getting to meet and know new people. I'm going to be speaking in Dallas and Phoenix at the end of May mm-hmm. as well, and Las Vegas as well, but particularly Dallas and Phoenix. I've been able to reach out and get volunteers for the event uh, just through the connections that I've made through Podmatch. I've talked to some great people and we've been like, hey, we should keep in touch. And I'm like, hey, I want to. 
and you live in this geographic area that I'm going to be down. They're like, oh, what, what can I do? Let's get together. And it's that kind of community, that support where it's not just the, hey, I'm going to be on your show and I'm going to push and I'm going to promote this thing. And then we're never going to talk again. It's actually really hard for me right now to stay in touch with all of these fabulous people that I've met because I've been on over 250 shows in the last year. And, high uh, five. That, <laughs> yeah, high five to that. It's been great. I want to keep in touch with, I've met so many incredible people. There was great kismet and you and I reconnecting through that platform because we had met at Connie's event, which is again, when you talk about community, she believes so strongly in building it. And, and it is her mantra really to, to build and keep community. You were always in the back of my mind. Every time I'm plugging the book, I was like, oh yeah, I got it. I got it got to reach out to Jennifer, yeah. but then you get, I, you know, life gets so busy. So I was so happy when you and I were able to, to reconnect and make this happen. You brought up Alex. One of the first things he ever did as a kid was build a business and share it with everybody else. I said, Alex, it's in your DNA, like this community building and other people learn it. You were born with this. I love that. You mentioned that the people and the caliber of connections that are being made in Podmatch and we are drawn to each other. And I've said this before, I don't want to just do an interview. I don't yeah. know if I've put it in an interview before, but I've said it to other people. <laughs> I am looking for a relationship. I am looking for Tyler to be in my life 10 years from now. And I'm looking for Tyler to be someone that I am look back fondly on this episode and say, oh man, remember when? And look at everything that we've done since. Mm-hmm. Oh, remember that 100 podcasts and 100 speakers thing that we did way back when? What was that called again? What? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, and, and, then, and then we get to go, yeah, yeah, no, the, the 100 podcasts in 100 day challenge. That was fun. Man, that and was an fun. April. Whole lot. That yeah. was a good April. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and, but, and I think one of, is uh, not just I don't want to just push the interview out and say that was episode number 14 on season two, 2022. And no, it's ugh. it is very obvious in just even your communications that that connection is important. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on a lot of shows and I, I have to fill out a lot of pre-show forms and and yours, you know, really, really highlights what are you doing? Is there anything that we can do together? How can I support you? What do you want the focus to be? Those are all questions that are very informative to who you are, not only as a host, but at who you are as a person, because who you are as a person is going to inform how your show comes together. People show up the way that they are. The clues are there. The, the breadcrumbs are dropped regularly. It is very obvious that connection and community are important to you, that that supporting and the high tide raises all boats mentality in the time that you and I have worked together and we've we've got to be you know around each other. That's one of the first things that I've noticed is that not only are you a keen observationist, mm. but your observations are placed in betterment. And I really, really appreciate that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this, I'm the host, right? Thank you for sharing <laughs> all the love all over me. This show's about you. <laughs> it's not about me as much as I'll take it. Thank you so much. That's my pleasure. <laughs> this, is, this is about you. 
<laughs> well, then let's make it about me. And, and don't don't be afraid to be in the spotlight for a little bit, Miss Palmer. You're allowed to bask in the glow and the praise. But uh, yeah, no, we, we can shower a little on me. I don't mind. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a piece out of your book here. Being the author of a number one bestselling book, The Power to Speak Naked. You have some amazing tips for wannabe speakers, people who have maybe spoken and want to take it to another level, people who are speaking and they want to change the quality of the speech that they're delivering. To be honest, I don't have any drive to be on a stage. Really, that's not kind of where I want to be. Not that it might not happen, but uh, the value to me in having read your book from the point of view of being a podcast host or a podcast guest is so transferable. So uh, the stuff that you talk about with regards to, you know, justifying your topic and timing and making sure that you have format and style. I mean, the more podcasts you do as a host and a guest, the more that develops. But at the same time, it's concrete structure that you talk about. I really, really appreciate that you've worked that into your book. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, you don't have a desire to be on on a big stage. And when I was writing the book, you are my audience. It's the people who are required to give some form of presentation or have some form of need or requirement to be talking in public, but that don't want to be on the big platform with 500 people or 1,000 or 10,000 people in the room. It's those one-on-one conversations. It's those one-on-few. It's that, that person who's been thrust into a leadership position who maybe doesn't feel comfortable speaking in front of the four or five uh, team members that they're having to lead that supervisor who has been given a supervisory position because of years of experience and not because of a desire to be a leader and feels awkward or uncomfortable having to lead some of these meetings and some of these presentations. That's really when I started writing the book, particularly because at the time I was writing it, I was working with a lot of construction folks. Somebody would be designated as a lead hand or uh, project manager or uh, some kind of middle management role where they're having to give a toolbox talk or a safety meeting, or they're having to lead a training presentation and hating it, hating it because they don't know what they're doing because people are getting bored. They're falling asleep. I've been there. Like I know how devastating that is and how demoralizing it can be until you realize that it's not necessarily you. you know, some people are just tired and and you can be the greatest presenter in the world and you're not going to capture everybody's attention, but to learn the tips and techniques so that you know that you're doing your best yeah. and then you know that it's not you, it's them. And that's really, really why I started to write that book was to reach that target audience and let them know that, hey, it, first of all, it doesn't have to all be on you. One of the secrets in the book, you don't have to talk that whole time. Get somebody else to talk, engage right. your audience have them provide input. And as soon as you ease that burden off of you, then presentations become real easy. Having just recently been a guest on a podcast, I look back on the podcast, I go, oh man, I could have done that so much better. 
Maybe I shouldn't have answered that question. Maybe I should have just left it up to her to answer that question from her perspective. It's like controlling that nervous energy. I did not do a good job. I did not do that. And so I love how you talk about controlling the nervous energy and creating energy in your talk and making sure that you understand that the audience is not there to judge, even though I'm going to judge it. And I'm going to rip it apart, shred it, and try to put it back together. And it's never going to look the same. They're not. Those are parts that I just think, ooh, those are bigger messages. We could definitely transfer that over, not into just our speaking, but into our everyday lives. Yeah. You've got bits and pieces of that throughout the whole entire book. What spurred you to include that type of content in a speaking book? Well, partly because I am an ICF certified coach. So I, I understand uh, a lot of coaching. Nine times out of 10, we're our own worst enemy. It doesn't matter what you're trying to pursue, whether it's it's speaking or you're going for a job promotion or you're just trying to date. It doesn't matter what, what you are trying to achieve or accomplish. It all comes down to the mental game. What is your mental fortitude? What is your mindset going into this thing? One of the things that I, I allude to in the book and definitely touch in a lot more in my training sessions is, as you'd pointed out, not only is the audience on your side, but you are probably your worst critic and your worst judge. The mental preparation that needs to go into anything that you're going to do in this lens, how you prepare is probably more important than what you actually do when you get up and do the thing. It's the preparation that's going to allow you to do that thing with confidence and competence. It's what's going to allow you to do it um, subconsciously in the moment versus consciously trying to control the moment. When you can get into that flow state, that's when everything aligns and the magic happens. But a lot of that comes with the prep work ahead of time. What is your mental state going into this thing? Are you prepared uh, properly? I, I don't get into it, I, in my opinion, enough in the book that the majority of people are preparing wrong. Yeah. I allude to it, right? I'm like, please don't memorize the script, but I don't go into why you shouldn't memorize the script. I just kind of caution you not to. The why being, it's a waste of mental power. Mm -hmm. In a fully scripted, non-deviation presentation, your audience feels it. One of the best presenters I've ever had the privilege to see and to work with is Phil Town. His presentation is solid. He's been doing it 20, 25 years. It doesn't change much. He speaks on investing. He has a, a program called Rule One based off of Warren Buffett's two rules of investing. The first rule is don't lose money. And the second rule is see rule one. And so that's why Phil Town has, that easy. has named his yeah. program. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but and, it's, and but here's the thing. So you say that and I and I, I agree with you in the, oh, if it only were that easy. But his whole system is that it actually can be that easy. And so his presentation is around why it can be that easy and, and how to set yourself up for success as a single investor, why you actually have an advantage over some of the large brokers and, and large investing firms. I've seen him give that presentation 20 times. Hmm. And it is very similar because his beats don't change because his presentation doesn't change. It's not memorized. It's not word for word for word. He is telling you a story and speaking from a place of complete confidence 
because he's been doing it for so long that he knows in his core what his messaging is. He's not speaking a script. He's telling the same points over and over again. He's memorized the structure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of how he's supposed to deliver this. He can deviate and has and does in, in how he tells a story and the details that he gets into but it's never, never a lot. Each presentation, even though I've seen it 20 times, I know it's the same presentation. I've never seen the same presentation twice. And that's really the the key to a really good presenter is that they know their messaging through and through. They know that they're the right person to be delivering that message and they have confidence in themselves. Even if it is a quote unquote scripted talk, it's never the same presentation twice. Yeah. And I like how you brought up confidence because the cover of your book, (laughs) (laughs) basically a bare butt covered by a sign. Seriously, if you're walking around naked, let's see if we got it. (laughs) You have to have some confidence to pull that off, right? But you want to be confident enough on stage that you could be naked, metaphorically. Perfect cover, by the way. Thank you. I don't know how much help you had in that or if you did did it all yourself. <laughs> Here's the thing. The cover was designed by an incredible human, Lorraine Shulba. This was close to what I had envisioned originally as, as a cover. Somehow the cover had, had morphed into a picture of me, my headshot, and the power to speak naked, probably because we were trying to get it to play with my branding colors, mm-hmm. blues and greens. And somehow it became a picture of, of me on the cover, but clothed. I didn't like it. So I'd reached out to her and, and she was like, well, what don't you like about it? Because I can duplicate this thing where we can create something new. I'm like, you know what? You are the graphic designer. You know more than I do. That's why I'm reaching out to you. This was kind of my vision. Originally, I kind of wanted to be standing like this on the the cover full frontal and then have the power to speak naked to cover what needed to be covered. But I did want it to be me. I'd done a shoot. So she had done a mock-up of it. I didn't like it. She tapped into the psychology of it that it wasn't about me Mm -hmm. having the power to speak naked. I'm trying to empower my audience Mm -hmm. to speak naked. The reason the gentleman is faced away is because then you can step into that. It's not threatening. There's not a nude guy looking at you. There's a nude guy that that you could embody or a nude person, right? So you can step into that a little less offensive. (laughs) The flamboyance Uh, of, uh, you know, here, look at Yeah, but still has that impact, right? Like it's a cover that you talk about when you see it. Right. It it definitely draws attention. I was going to ask you to introduce me to the model, but I'm going, oh my God, are you the model? (laughs) No, I wish that guy works out is some well-defined <laughs> shoulders. He's got some good laughs going. Um, so good. good observation. Yeah. Thank you. He, uh, that is a, a, a stock model from Jeff Bezos's site, uh, oh. stock imagery, which oh. I think is funny because I'm not even allowed to advertise my book on, on Mr. Bezos's site because it, apparently that cover, it violates a couple of <laughs> their policies when it comes to Yeah, their community standards. It shows a person in an explicit sexual position that draws attention to the breasts and or buttocks is what I've been told. I think we need some new eyeballs at that company, but that's okay. That's my personal opinion. I'm going to take this right from your book. Power as a speaker. When you're able to really empathize with your audience and make them feel as though you are speaking directly to them. Now, 
This is a tip from inside your book, but that's what you've done with your cover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would love to take credit for it, but it was really working with an incredible graphic designer. And Lorraine listened to, I mean, she read the book too, which was great. I so appreciated it. Oh, the whole team that worked with me from start to finish with this book was incredible. I had an editor slash ghostwriter who transcribed all of my training videos and then compiled the book with my input. Brian Wright was phenomenal that way. I had great guidance from my initial publisher, Heather. They all really bought into to the vision of what I was doing. Lorraine listened. She understood that I didn't want it to be about me because it's never about me. When I'm speaking, it's not about me. It's about how can I serve the audience? When she tapped into the psychology of that, when this cover came out, I went, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we want to empower the, the reader. It's not about my ego. I am thankful to her every day for what she did. I love this. This ties in because we were joking around a little bit about looking back upon something that we were doing together. You've got this group that gets together on Tuesdays and you give some coaching. It was brought up that you wanted to do something in the Podmatch community with regards to 100 podcasts in 100 days where you're taking 100 guests and helping them guest on podcasts. It goes back into all of these wonderful speaking skills that you've got in your book and eliciting participation. So I, I love how this is coming to fruition. I, I would love to speak about the challenge because right now it's a huge passion for me. It, what, I wrote the book initially because... I want people to be able to get their message out. I believe that we are all connected through our own stories and it's through the stories that we get that empathy, that we have that understanding with our audience. To put together the 100 podcasts in 100 days challenge has been a really amazing extension of that, where particularly because we want to focus on authors, particularly, particularly self-published authors, because those are usually the ones who need to find a platform for their message. Totally. They're the ones who usually have the really good message that is getting lost under all the fluff of the hype and the PR of these number one best-selling books. And the, the engine that is, that puts out this material, some of these independent voices get lost. Yeah, lost and in the noise. Po podcasts are that wave in that forefront of the independent voice. There's a lot of access to them and there's a lot of ability to rewire audience that is developed and targeted. For me to empower 100 authors to get on 100 podcasts in 100 days is a, just a natural extension of my mission in what I do as an entrepreneur and that is empower people to tell stories. I'm excited. It sounds daunting at first. If I told somebody, you're going to book yourself on a hundred podcasts in a hundred days, it's a podcast a day or two podcasts a day, five days a week for 10 weeks. It sounds a little overwhelming at first, but then when you realize that it is such an incredible avenue for you to get your message out, particularly as an independent author, 
who can then promote your book with the people who resonate. If you get on a show that has, say, 2,000 regular listeners with 1,000 steady downloads per episode, at least 1,000 people are going to hear your message. If you even touch the heart of, of 1% of that, that's 10 people who would probably buy your book. Yeah. Well, you replicate that 100 times, that's a thousand copies of your book with a couple of the tips and tricks that we're putting together in, in the training that we're doing with that. You should be able to convert way more than 1%. When I'm going on a podcast, we can see the sales spike. As soon as a podcast episode drops, the people who resonate with my message, if there's 500 downloads to an episode, we're usually seeing anywhere from 100 to 250 units out of that episode. And it's not hard. You just have to believe in your book and you must believe in your book or you wouldn't have published it. Yeah, I think it's you know? important that you've highlighted the compounding leverage effect that is possible here because I don't know that a lot of people really kind of understand the possibility of reach that you get out of podcasting. If you're targeting, like you say, with the guesting on particular shows, you do have to discern what shows to be on with regards to the the pod match leaderboard takeover (laughs) (laughs) the top 100 ish definitely the top 10 which you've sat in quite consistently i just kind of sneaked into it as a host it's profound why pod match is my favorite platform to find shows to be a guest on is a i get to be discerning it is pod match so i get to say These are the shows that I want to be linked with. And then as the matches are presented to me, you and I both know it's it's like match.com or Tinder for podcasters. And there's ones I'm going to swipe left for, and there's going to be ones that I swipe right for. I'm particular. Is this, first of all, an audience that I can serve? Is my message going to resonate with them? Is that a valuable use of the host time and my time for me to be on their show? Am I going to be able to provide value to this host and to their audience. If I don't think that I'm a fit, then I'm going to naturally deselect myself. If a host reach out to me and I don't feel I'm a fit, I will politely decline. There's over 10,000 profiles on Podmatch right now. That's an awful lot. And then so diverse, like you can search through all kinds of categories. So it's easy to hone down to what your niche is and find those, those perfect matches. And then again, it's a really supportive community. What I love the most about Alex's platform versus some of the other platforms is that there is tangible metrics to how you are performing as both a host and a guest. Mm -hmm. Are you on the leaderboard? Are you one of the top rated hosts or guests on there? That's a great way to to discover shows too. Like if, if I'm going through and I see that online for authors has popped up into the top 10 and I haven't applied to it yet, that's a thing that I'm like, online for authors, let me check. And then I read your profile. And if it's really well written and I feel a resonance and a connection there, then I'm going to obviously want to be on your show. I'm going to reach out and say, Hey, can we do this? It's the metric part of Podmatch that I like the most. I can see what is the social following mm-hmm. as a pro member. I can see how many downloads per episode are, are going into it. I can see what the ranking of a host or a guest is. All of those things are important measurements because as you said podcasting can have this compound effect of getting your message out rapidly and to a diverse audience i want to further point out with the compounding effect so some people are coming to me and they're saying well 
why a hundred podcasts in a hundred days? That's a lot. Don't you think that's a little overwhelming? Don't you think that's a little intimidating? Don't you think that's a, a hard to do? And it's like, just no, an easy sales slogan. Come on, right? Well, that too. It, 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 it sounds it it rings nice. It rings and nice. The and the hundred isn't necessarily if you can get to a hundred in a hundred days, great. Like that that is perseverance and that is dedication because it would be two podcasts five days a week for ten weeks in order to do that effectively and properly. You're having to set time. You're also having to have hosts that whose schedules line up. It's not an easy challenge. People don't have to get to the hundred. The the point is to get into the repetition of constantly putting yourself out there, (laughs) of constantly promoting you and your book or you and your product to an engaged audience. And how well can you hone that? As you get on these podcasts, now you are practicing your message. If you're only getting out once or twice a quarter to promote your book, it's going to stagnate and your message is going to stagnate. Where you look at what I'm doing, I at least twice a day, I am talking about the power to speak naked or the endless stages Facebook group or the 100 by 100 by 100 challenge or all of the above because they're interlinked as we're doing on this show. I know what my core messaging is. So that doesn't deviate either, that everyone has a message, that your story is powerful, that the thing you're afraid to say is the thing that your audience needs to hear. Those are my core pillars that I'm going to talk about over and over and over again. And I've refined that over 250 podcasts because I've been on 250 podcasts. I'm doing one a day. Yeah. And, and, and when you do it speaking from experience. So this is this is valuable. I started off with podcasting as a host, right? And I mm-hmm. started off just doing the videos on YouTube and then I been taking it to the audio platform. And to be honest, the one month of hosting first through Podmatch and using the system that way gave me so much experience then you brought up this challenge is going to happen. We're good. This is what we want to do. This sounds like so much fun. So I created a guest profile specifically for that purpose because I didn't have a guest profile on Podmatch. And I went, okay, if I want to participate in this, I need a guest profile, not just a host profile. I'm happy to host. I'm happy to be someone that is taking in these guests and and helping them meet that 100 challenge. I noticed in Podmatch from having created that profile, there's an estimation of what my reach is. And I've done one show so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 365 listens and 2341 social impressions yeah. from one show, okay? Yeah. So, let me tell you what. This is networking on steroids modernized and on steroids. So if people don't really kind of understand the magnitude of this, I just want to kind of just put it out there. It's like you cannot network at this caliber anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, one show, 300. The thing is, is when they're downloading, that is active participation. That is not passive. That's active participation. Humble brag, Jennifer, because, you know, (laughs) I'm here. You got to remember the Podmatch platform will only show up if the host and the guest have used the platform properly in that they have agreed to the match, have confirmed that the recording took place and, and go through the whole steps. So I've, again, been on 
over 250 episodes now on different shows. According to Podmatch, I've only completed 142. I know what the real metrics are, but just if we go with, let's give credit to the hosts that followed it because they're probably the ones with the, the most accurate numbers. I'm at 217,805 listens. Those are people who have actively listened to the show mm-hmm. and 1,157,596 social impressions. That's a, a million social impressions in a year. You, yeah. I can't so for the cost PR of the person. podcast membership, to get those analytics alone, get yourself a podcast profile mm-hmm. get yourself the guidance through this challenge the 100 episodes in 100 days build your expertise strengthen your voice get out there this it's proven reach and to me that's why i wanted to put it together i wanted to put together the kind of thing that could help me three years ago when I was struggling. One of the great blessings that I had with the follow it through originally helping me self-publish the book was that I, I actually had the book. Like I had a book. And when I went to speak at an event, I had something to, to give to people that they could buy, that they could purchase, they could take away. And yeah. somehow my book landed up or ended up in the hands of my publisher, my current publisher, Morgan James. To be picked up by a traditional publisher now and have that little bit more of a reach and have have somebody else who is helping steer the ship and helping steer the PR and, and helping get the book into places. Because when I was self-published, I didn't have it in bookstores, right? It was published on Amazon and people could go to Amazon and get it. Mm-hmm. The coolest thing that ever happened to me was a few weeks ago, shopping for my nephew's birthday he wanted a book and we were going through chapters and my daughter goes daddy it's my book because she thinks it's her book because it's dedicated to her she goes daddy (laughs) it's my book that's adorable and she ran over and she picked it up and here's this little six-year-old going ah it's my book it's my book and i'm like that's my book and you know she could see it and to have it in chapters in indigo in real actual brick and mortar stores is just phenomenal i mean that yeah. it's such a thrill for me to be able to pick up my my book to see my name uh, on a cover front facing on, on a bookshelf in a bookstore and and i want to be able to give back to some of these independent authors cuz i know what that struggle was i know i know how difficult it was initially i don't think a lot of people realize the power that you have as an independent author. One of uh, my great friends, Vicki Helm, who has a phenomenal podcast herself, one of the things that she talks about when you want to build real wealth, you need to have an appreciating asset. One of the best appreciating assets that you can have is a catalog of work that you control. Mm-hmm. And she's published, I think, 40 books and multiple bestsellers out of that catalog. And a lot of her wealth has come from building up this catalog, building up value within that catalog, and then selling it off to traditional publishers who are willing to pay a very large advance or payment for the royalties or to mm-hmm. just be able to have the rights to the book. The, the metrics build up quick, right? If I, if I only had 1% of those active listeners right now, that's 2,000 books that I've sold over the last year. Yeah. And I can see that correlation. Like I actually see those numbers actually add up. I know that I'm doing better than 1%. 
And if I can do that, and again, my message is not for everybody. I'm, I'm speaking on speaking, Mm -hmm. but there are authors who have some great content and some great insight and are telling some amazing stories. And if they find their niche audience, there's no reason why they can't be doing exactly what I just did. Mm -hmm. We're looking at 142 episodes recorded, 200,000 listens and a million social impressions. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And just think of what what you could do if you got in front of 200,000 active listeners over the course of a year. How many units of your book? And if you're self-published, all that profit's going to you. I'm with a publisher now. The publisher's taken 80% of my book now. <laughs> so I used to be able to pull in 100% profit you know, with the little bit that went to Kindle. There's actually a, a really, really big potential for somebody to have a life-changing business structure as an independent author if they can get in front of 100 podcasts this year. There's yeah. no reason if they get their message honed in. I'm not saying that you need to get a sales pitch. Don't try to sell your book on the podcast. Right. Provide value to those listeners yeah. so that they go, oh, I think I would like to pick up this book. Always have it mentioned, but your host should put it in the show notes. And if they don't, ask them to put it in the show notes. Bonus tip for anybody who's listening right now. If you are a regular listener to Jennifer's show, if you're listening, if you're online for authors, all of my author folks, leave your host a five-star review. When you do it, do something like, I want to thank Jennifer, for having me on online for authors and the amazing conversation we had around my book, The Power to Speak Naked, do that. I love this. You're adding so much value to other authors in in this episode, and you're you're sharing you and your book and this grand adventure, this fun challenge that is spurring this engagement in a community. I'm absolutely thrilled to get behind this because I, I read your book. I I see the value in the tips that you've given me. I see the value in your ability to help guests mold their adventure through this challenge. And I'm happy to share it in the community and play with that leaderboard. I'm definitely going to be sharing this out and supporting it. I've already said to so many authors that... You need to get on a podcast or create your own. You need to be a member of Podmatch because it takes the work out of trying to find shows to be on or as a host, it it takes the work out of trying to find qualified guests. I'm going to go through the experience myself. I'm going to play this game if I'm going to recommend it to anybody else. But as a host, I can see the value in being a guest. If you're a host, be a guest. So all all kinds of wonderful reasons why I'm in full support of this, as well as, you know, your valuable skills that you're putting out there and and sharing with the world. I, I love that you pointed it out. I think the best hosts are guests. Because they understand, right? As a guest, it's really important that you understand the the shoes of a host. Like I've, I don't uh, host a podcast currently, Mm -hmm. but I have hosted many shows before. I do understand. One of the reasons why I'm not currently hosting a show is because I know how much work goes into it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much easier for me currently to just show up. Yeah. But if I'm going to take what is essentially the lazy route, (laughs) <laughs> and just be 
uh, a guest and allow you to do all the work of putting the show together and editing and promoting and all the rest of it, then there's two things that I can do as a guest to make sure that I show my appreciation for the platform that I'm on. One of them is, again, make sure that I'm giving that five-star review. And I would encourage that to anybody, by the way, Jennifer, who's listening to Online for Authors right now. If you're enjoying the content that Jennifer's putting forward, take a moment right now, hit pause and give this a five-star review. Give it a share. Comment about what your favorite episode was. What was some of the best content that's been brought forward? Inform Jennifer so she can bring better content to you and value to you. Uh, So hit pause right now. Like you're already on it. You're already listening. Hit pause, give it a five-star review and then come back and we we can wrap up this show. And now that you're back, thank you for giving that five-star review. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The other thing that you can do as a guest is, is make sure that you're promoting that show. Yes. Right. Like get it out on your social media because you're a a good host will tag you. and, And if they're not try to go above and beyond and make sure that you're getting that out on the social medias. Secret number three, give value. Mm-hmm. make it, a, it, it, you know, I, you would, you would try to correct me at the beginning of the show because I was making it about you, but it is about, you. <laughs> it is your show. Yeah, I, well, My job is to make it about you, <laughs> but I, I am privileged to be a guest on the show. Yeah. I am privileged to oh. be able to take advantage of your platform, your audience that you are building. But it's important as a guest that we don't forget that, that it is that we're being invited into somebody else's house. Oh, that's so so important. Thank you for going there. People don't get this enough. It's like inviting someone over for dinner and introducing them to your friends, right? Yeah. And so you need to know the rules. Do you take off your shoes? And should you bring a bottle of wine while you come to this little shit? Yes and yes. Like, <laughs> yes and, and, and yes, red, right? please. <laughs> and red, please. So, you know, and that and that's important, right? Because you are a guest. That's one of the things, particularly in the 100 by 100 challenge that I'm doing. It's going to be one of the first things that I point out to people is the, the real secret to getting invited onto these shows is to rapidly build a reputation of being one of the best guests out there. There is a reason that I am number one and number two on Podmatch every month for the last year, as far as the leaderboard on guest rankings. It's because I'm consistently every month getting five-star reviews. I've never had a bad review from a host. Okay. Fingers crossed. But you know, I've, I've never had that bad review yet. Mm-hmm. But it's because... I know that I'm coming into your house. I need to be respectful of your place. I, I need to leave it better than what I found it. I need to make the bed after I go. You know what I mean? Yes. Those are important things to remember as a guest, whether they take the 100 by 100 challenge or not, Jennifer, let's leave them with those key strategies. Get on Podmatch regardless. That's a yeah. great platform and it will allow you to rapidly find a very engaged audience with multiple shows to be on. Always remember that you are a guest on a show. Make sure that you are leaving uh, value for your host so that their audience is being served because it isn't actually about the host. As you said, you are just introducing the guest to all of your friends. So remember, you're in service of your friends and you need to make that host look good. That introduction, it shouldn't be one where they walk away going, oh, I shouldn't have... I shouldn't have introduced them, right? 
Here's the thing is like as a host, you don't have to put that episode out. So you do not. <laughs> I mean, if you want to take advantage of those, you know, 200,000 downloads, you're going to want to make sure that 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 show was good enough to be posted or your yeah. SOL. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to going on this adventure with you. And I thank you so much for being a guest today. I want to find out what your favorite quote is. In regards to the topic of the day is Les Brown's quote that you never tell a story without a point and you never make a point without a story. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite quote. I love when he says it. I It is something that I've embodied in my speaking. It's something that I try to model every day. And I think it's a, it's a key uh, component to effective communication. Never tell a story without a point. Never make a point without a story. Thank you, Tyler Foley. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Online for Authors. Fan of the show, please leave a review. Also, check the show notes so that you can connect with our guest on another level entirely. We look forward to bringing you another one soon. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To get notifications of new releases, subscribe. You can also like, follow, download, and share. If you've enjoyed this, your friends will too.